Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube Live Chat Poll of the Day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's a- All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Happy Valentine's Day from the Annie Fry Show. With love from me to you. The YouTube live chat poll for today. Has your opinion of Valentine's Day evolved over time? This this is a very broad question, as they generally are. So we want your thoughts, your uh, feedback on that poll. And uh, we'll read some of your responses over the course of the show. So go to the Annie Fry YouTube channel and let us know what you think about Valentine's Day. This is this is a big deal for some. I think that there are people who are angry at Valentine's Day. And I think there are a lot of people in the middle, of which I would be one of them. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Yesterday, last, last night, was a big night uh, in the House of Representatives. Well, why? Because we have an impeachment once again. On this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. Who's the woo girl? <laughs> who's, who's the who's the Mayorkas woo girl? I, I, woo! I, man, it has to be MTG, right? I'm hoping it's Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah hasn't been here for a while. She's been in D.C. You know how she feels about Mayorkas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I really pray, hope and pray she has not become part of the swamp because it can just swallow you. If she's, she's wooing, so if she's wooing the impeachment of Mayorkas, we've trained her well. I guess that's true. We really trained her. <laughs> um, here's more from that. Listen to it. Last night, the House voted to approve articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. Desperate times call for desperate measures. We had to do that. He has abdicated his responsibility. He's breached the public trust, and he's disregarded the laws Congress has passed. 
But, but much more has to be done, of course, to secure the border. And what the Senate produced this week is silent on that issue. Senator McConnell and I have spoken about this in frank sessions, and let me be clear here again this morning. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. On Valentine's Day, this is a good day to point this out. You need to listen to the American people and their needs and take action. And that's why House leadership will continue to govern with Americans' interests at heart. It's Valentine's Day in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Where is the love? <laughs> One wise man once sung. I think there was a compilation of a lot of people in that song. It was mostly the Black Eyed Peas, though, wasn't people it? People <laughs> killing, people dying. Um, I don't know. I think it was supposed to be like a... A bunch of different artists like, like, I think led the by point, Will I Am. I think the point was, look at all of these really, really well-off people coming together. If they can do it. <laughs> if Gal Gadot can sing it. If they can come together and sing, then in Washington, D.C., Congress should be able to work together, is Mike Johnson's point. Um, oh, gosh dang it. You taped the wrong thing up. What's wrong with me? I just put the show. I need the show sheet You're doing there. great. Everybody's, no, everybody's fine with it. <laughs> so not only did they, in the House last night... Um, not, not only did they impeach Mayorkas part due because they tried once and failed because Steve Scalise wasn't there. There was an election and that was the George Santos. We can now project Tom Swasey as the winner. NBC News is projecting that Tom Swasey has won or will win (laughs) New York's third congressional district. Is that Lawrence O'Donnell? It does sound like him. He seemed happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got the woo girls behind him, too. Yeah. It's, she's busy. Um, does George... People are asking, like, oh, was it the weather? I don't like blaming the weather. If you want your republic to, to survive, go out in the weather. Vote early. You can do that in New York. Mm-hmm. Though Democrats do. Mm-hmm. So stop blaming the weather. You know what I don't hear anybody really saying about why the Democrat won that election? Maybe because George Santos was trash. That's the reason. It's the reason. Nobody, you're right. Nobody is nobody saying that, but everybody that. knows that 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 is exactly why. Like maybe the people who voted for a Republican in the last election are like, look at the last guy we sent there. Maybe it's on George Santos. Maybe it's on the House Republicans uh, for asking New York in that district to reconsider. Yeah. Yeah, and plus that is a seat that typically has been, now they redraw the lines all the time, but that typically has been a Democrat seat. The Republicans don't always win. It's very, very close to Which is another reason why you would think that maybe the House Republicans (laughs) would be like, well, I think that the uh, people of that district sent George Santos to be their representatives and you get to change them every two years and we'll wait until you get to change them. I mean, this person's going to have to run again in November. Yes. Is it consequential? It is because they have a two-seat majority right now and not everybody in the Republican Party agrees on anything. I don't know. I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid that the, the House Republicans bounced George Santos. I think it's stupid that George Santos was to be able to get so far being a doof. And how did he get into Congress being such a freaking liar and, and kind of a stooge? But at the same time, he did it. And I can look at people on the left that they're like, yeah, they're crazy. But they're, in the, they're still there. You're not bouncing yeah. out people like Menendez in the Senate. Because he's got gold bars in his pockets, but that's because he's from Cuba. <laughs> or something. Was it Cuba? No, no, it's, it's, it had something to do with Egypt, didn't it? 
That he had like taken a trip to Egypt? No, he didn't he say that he had all of this money stuffed in his pockets because of like he comes from a place where Oh, that's what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I, I, didn't I don't, even know I'm that. not 100% sure it was Cuba, so uh, no offense to Cuba if I was wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Cuba. Sorry. It's silly season. It's always silly season. It just gets sillier and sillier. And I am annoyed. Like I I I'm annoyed because I can't come on here and be like George Santos for president. Like that's that's not happening. I'm amused that George Santos is looking at this like it's a Huge opportunity for him to become an even bigger influencer. Mm-hmm. You can get a cameo from George Santos. Who? Did, what was? What did Senator Fetterman <laughs> use George Santos for? He used him to send a cameo to Senator Menendez, which is amazing. I mean, that's something that it seems like a late night host would do, yeah. and it's coming from <laughs> Fetterman. I don't know. I, the Republicans can't get out of their own way. The Democrats are like the Democrats just exist in a world where it is what it is and they're always keeping their focus on something forward and the and the Republicans are always looking over their shoulders and looking under the desk for trouble and they're they're always in their own way and you know I don't know that I don't know that Donald Trump is a departure from that that part of it Donald Trump gets in his own way on a regular basis but Donald Trump Donald Trump is the one thing that can unite the Republican Party as much as it can be united. Donald Trump is not going to bring the Mitt Romneys into the fold in a way that, you know, every single Republican is in lockstep. There are things that the Democrats are in 100% lockstep about. People are talking about this border bill. The Senate passed it. It's going to go over to the House. Is the House going to vote on it? I don't know. Are all of the Democrats going to support it? I doubt it because it funds Israel's fight against Hamas. And if it's gonna if it's gonna defend Israel's fight against Hamas, is Rashida Tlaib gonna vote in favor of that? No. No. Are there Democrats who don't think we should be funding Ukraine? I don't know how many of them are in that position, but are there Democrats who are in the House who think that we should fund the border before Ukraine? There are. Will they vote that way? I don't know. We have a two seat majority now, I think, in the House of Representatives. We've squandered away any any breathing room that we have. And the plan for November is what? I think it's more of the same. They've got to focus on early voting. I am hearing I, I'm, the, the good thing is you're hearing this all over the place on radio. You're hearing it from politicians that Republicans have got to focus on early voting because they haven't in the past. Yeah, but I still listen to people who come on as Republicans and, and all they do is shame early voting. They shame it. They I hope talk, not. They, they say things like, they, they they get on the microphone and then they say, or they get in front of a camera and they say, you know, election day should be one day. And it's like, okay, I agree. I do too. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, right, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And you got to win that election that isn't one election day, that is a month, I think it's 40 days or something in mm-hmm. Illinois. It's ridiculous. you got to win there to change that. And And in some places, we're not even competing no i even wonder like my mind like your mind i'm sure when it comes to election integrity when when you see a a lot of people were saying about the the santos replacement race that they just can't compete on the early vote and then you're asking yourself like okay how many votes did they have banked beforehand and did they did they work until the clock struck midnight or were they like 
I think we're probably pretty good with this. We can stop. To where they have room for more, should they feel the need to push even further? I, the Republican Party, that honestly, I'm not really big on the idea of like we should, uh, you know, run Ronna McDaniel out of the country. But I don't, I don't, there's nothing about Ronna McDaniel's leadership that is inspiring to me. No, not at all. To me, it's like, we've ta- we talked about it a little bit when she said she would sit down if Trump wants her. Trump wants Laura Trump to, to be it. And I've watched Laura Trump. I think she'd probably be good at it. But I'm like, does it need to be the daughter-in-law of the guy who wants to be the president? Right. I don't think it should exclude her from it if she's the right person for the job, if she can do the job. Okay. But when I look at who chairs the RNC... It's very possible that this person doesn't need to be an incredibly inspiring, influential person who's out front on everything and leading from the front. Maybe it's somebody who knows how to raise funds. Maybe it's somebody who knows where to go. Maybe it's somebody who knows how to sniff out which districts we can compete in. And all of that stuff is super boring, super administrative. And do you want somebody who can get the job done that doesn't go on Fox News or on MSNBC or CNN and beat up the other person with their intellect and Republican talking points. Like, I'm kind of done with that also. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, what's good on the surface? We need actual action. We need some common sense. I think Vivek Ramaswamy would be really good at it, but in my mind, that's such that's so beneath what his abilities are. Not as a politician, but like as a businessman in life. Like, I feel like... In the same way that Donald Trump was living a life that all of the big players, celebrities, anybody who wanted to, you know, touch fame, wanted to be in Donald Trump's orbit. He kind of had to set that aside to do politics. For a lot of people who get into politics, who, you know, maybe get into Congress or whatever, that is their big step up, their step into the limelight. It wasn't the same for Donald Trump. If it was a if it was a lateral move, that's that's what it was at best. And I feel like Vivek Ramaswamy is very similar in that he would have to step out of something and sacrifice something to step into a role like RNC chairperson because that's a lot of chasing money. That's what it really is. At least that's what Ron McDaniel has made it seem. And you know, I've seen some of the sheets, the the ledger sheets that have been published about what the RNC is spending money on, and I hesitate to take that out of context the way it's being presented always with an angle, and and be fully committed to the idea that the the person who obviously wants to get Ronna McDaniel out of that office is showing a ledger sheet that says we're paying this much for flowers, we're paying this much for makeup and transportation. My my question is. Does does that all go to Ron? The implication is that that's all for Ron McDaniel. Are they doing that so that if they have a female who is running for a governor somewhere, that they're giving the person a makeover that so that when they go and be prime time and they're on the television, that they're attractive, that they are well put together, that they get a new wardrobe, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions. And I know that on Twitter, you very rarely get the full story. You have to know more of the story coming in. But when I look at the Republicans in the House, Speaker Mike Johnson, who I don't have a problem with. I know there are people who do. I don't have a problem with Speaker Johnson. I didn't have a problem with Speaker McCarthy. That debacle, Matt Gates doing whatever it is Matt Gates is doing on any given uh, day. George Santos, how did he get there? 
why did you kick them kick him out? Because he didn't have like there were no charges that were tried and convicted against him. I don't know that they went through that whole process. It was an ethics investigation. Yeah, that's what was the straw that broke the camel's back for him. So if you know that we're very close to where the American people could decide for themselves, knowing what everybody knows about George Santos, whether they wanted him to be the representative once again, come November. But that's not good enough for a portion of Republicans in the House. And so this is where we are. We seem to be listless at a time where we have to be laser focused so that if we actually do acquire a functioning majority in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, at the executive level with the president of the United States, that we are functional on day one. If Donald Trump becomes a president and we do get majorities in the House and the Senate, we can't afford to be bickering at all. There has to be a clear mandate, a clear understanding. Republicans are running on what? Fill in the blank here. That's what you're running on. If you get elected, do it. And I just, you know, we've impeached Mayorkas. Is it even going to get taken up in the Senate? I doubt it. And so, okay, we did that. By two votes, or one vote, the second time. Now what? I don't know. It can't just be, oh, I'm voting for the red team. That's, that's not enough. we got to do better than that. All right, let's take a quick break. The YouTube live chat poll, has your opinion of Valentine's Day evolved over time? Yes or no? We'll discuss this out uh, throughout the show. And also, we have been given some opportunities to make some dedication. So I'm going to turn it over to DJ Ryan Wiggins. All right, speaking of Valentine's Day, this is a dedication from Philip to his bishop, that's his daughter, born two months early and in another state right now. He says, Bishop keeps us on our toes, and I want to dedicate this song from Block. It's called Catch a Falling Star. There you go. Happy Valentine's Day. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, they cheapened the meaning of uh, impeachment. Um, they even continue more. to shred the Constitution. 
Um, and uh, I think they made themselves look very foolish, as even the Senate Republicans are conceding this morning, the ones you bump into or talk to. Um, you know, the, the impeachment is an extraordinary remedy. That's pretty on the nose. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie Raskin. What's for wrong our with point. Britney Spears? The big, big, broad question, not for the show. Okay. But man, yeah, there's there, there's there's problems. Every now. time she pops up in a video, I'm like, Brittany, what are you doing? No, no, yeah, I know. You just kind of go, uh oh, <laughs> she's in a video, huh? Here Uh-oh. we go, Brittany, you're from my time. <laughs> yep, we can't be that crazy yet. That's like Joe Biden level crazy. <laughs> what if on TikTok, Joe Biden just made the same videos that Brittany did? <laughs> uh, that'd probably go viral if he's looking for hits. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely notice. I'd watch. I'd watch. I'd be sad, but I'd watch. You know, when, when Joe Biden gets on TikTok and also isn't allowing the people in the federal government to use TikTok, I don't know why, because it's a Chinese spy device, but he's on TikTok so he can get to voters. A little bit of a double message there, I would think. But also... And, and this is kind of what John Stewart said in the clip that we played the other day. Like, it, how did it made him look older? This yes. is just going to expose how old Joe Biden is to a much younger generation. Yeah, it's not going to help. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't people going, oh, he is kind of where I am. I identify so much with TikTok that anybody on it is just like me. That's, that's such a dumb, that is the way old people think about young people Always, not just this generation, but that is always the way old people think. When it comes to the president's age, folks are talking about how he's 81, but we have to look at, first of all, Donald Trump is <laughs> around the same age as 77, yeah. He's 77 years old. They could have gone to high school together. And beyond that, Donald Trump has 91 indictments. And oh. what I know who I'm going to choose. It's going to be the one of the most successful presidents in, in modern American history that plat that passed the Inflation Reduction Act, that got us the American Rescue Plan, that ensured that we could pass one of the largest federal investments in climate change in U.S. history. And as far as we go, as we know, uh, virtually all the filing deadline deadlines have passed. There's already been a primary. Voters have outright rejected Dean Phillips. President Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee, and hopefully he'll be reelected as president of the United States. Oh, the vocal fry. Mm. President of the United States. <laughs> um, hopefully not. She, everyone is talking about Biden's age, but we also need to remember that Donald Trump is the same age. Are you saying that Donald Trump is fit to serve? Or are you saying that they're both not fit to serve? That's a good question. Yeah, because you're making a point there one way or the this, other. Yeah. That's- AOC, though, is known for making really good points. <laughs> And she's done it again. Oops, Man, the, she did it again. The 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 her investigation, the report, is just magnificent. In the like, and I think Will Will Sharf talked about this on Friday. The, in the catch twenty two that it has put Democrats in, either Joe Biden is competent, and then he should you know stand trial for what he did with those classified documents, or he's not. And if he's not fit to stand trial, make me the argument that he is. Though he's not fit to do that, he is fit to run the country. Make me the argument. I'm listening. I want to hear it. And no, Donald Trump is also old is not an argument. I watch the bickering back and forth. Donald Trump is going to be the nominee 
Everybody knows mm-hmm. he's going to be the nominee. That's going to happen. There isn't anything that's going to eliminate his ability to continue on with that. So when when AOC says 91 indictments, do you know what that sounds like? That sounds like twice impeached. Twice impeached in the House, actually went through the trial in the Senate both times, and they threw out the charges, essentially. I mean, you're still impeached. He has still been impeached twice. There are people who have still been charged with crimes that they've been exonerated from, vindicated from, settled, whatever. I don't know if you can settle on it. I, I guess I'm a civil charge. But twice impeached. We heard that so much in the aftermath of the second impeachment. Joe Biden had already been elected then, but it was important. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, you remember her saying, like, he will always be impeached. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, it, it's always going to be the case that Donald Trump was impeached. Yeah, it was like she was shaking the dust off of her feet. She's like, I'm leaving this town now and my work is done. She, He's always been impeached. I don't think that that's what she said. She's still there. <laughs> Are we saying the same thing about Mayorkas? Are we in a position right now where he's, what is he, the second cabinet person to have ever been impeached or something like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Raskin? Uh, well, they cheapened the meaning of uh, impeachment. Um, they Even continued more. to shred the Constitution. Um, and I, I think they made themselves look very foolish. At- yeah, okay. I just can't with these folks. They, they've cheapened the meaning of impeachment. It's, it's, the more we know right now about the first impeachment of Donald Trump, the more we understand what was really going on there. The call between Donald Trump and Zelensky, uh, questions about Zelensky wanting more access to defense mechanisms, which he did get and were not withheld. And they were asking questions about Joe Biden. And to the Democrats, the cardinal sin for the Democrats in that equation is that Joe Biden was the opponent in their mind to Donald Trump, except for the fact that on the timeline, he had not yet won a primary and he was getting his butt kicked. This all this all happened before South Carolina happened, where mysteriously, I mean, the order of events here is very, very, very concerning to me. Donald Trump is having a call with Zelensky. Donald Trump seems to be and his Justice Department that was investigating this before Donald Trump made any phone calls. The Biden family was under investigation for their business dealings in Ukraine, among potentially other places, before any of this impeachment talk had come into the public play that materialized into an impeachment of Donald Trump. Of course, it always comes back to Donald Trump. So we know the first thing on the timeline here is that the Biden family is being looked at and investigated. When Donald Trump is on the phone with President Zelensky of Ukraine saying, Yeah, we're willing to help you out, but we're going to need your cooperation with this investigation. There are things that we need to know about what's going on. The Democrats go, whoa, 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 whoa. Joe Biden is your political opponent. You can't do that. Every sentence I've said here has an incredibly ironic dose of hypocrisy about what the Democrats have been doing this entire time. The cardinal sin for the Democrats that were in the House of Representatives was that Donald Trump was using his position of authority to harm a political opponent. My heavens. Look at what Joe Biden and his Department of Justice is doing to Donald Trump right now. 
because the political capital that comes out of what they're doing to Donald Trump, it doesn't matter if he's convicted. He's got 91, he's got, uh, 91 charges of felonies. That's, that's valuable. That's a position of political power that, that they can manifest into existence, and it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong on it. And how many times have we seen them do this same play where they manifest through whatever means allegations about specifically Donald Trump, and they are wildly wrong. They are completely fabricated and made up. Donald Trump is the president of the United States, follows up on an investigation from our Department of Justice, is already investigating Hunter Biden, his relationship with Burisma in Ukraine. And the president of the United States is asking the president of Ukraine about that and saying we'd like to have the cooperation. And they, the, the left goes nuts. And then this weird thing happens. All the Democrat opponents to Joe Biden drop out of the race and Joe Biden becomes the nominee. It's weird. You cannot go back in time and watch that happen the way it did and go, this makes total sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah, it's it's very, very strange, especially considering the timeline, uh, because a lot of the things you just said, but but consider that Trump, regardless of what you think of Trump, at the time, he and many others were looking at Joe Biden and going, man, there looks like there's corruption here. There looks like there's money being funneled from a foreign government to one of our own government officials, which at the time he was not the president, but this would have been when he was vice president. This seems like something we should look into. There they is were a- looking into it. Yes. It was being looked into. Before it was a political conversation, it was an investigation from our Department of Justice. So let's let's root out this corruption if it exists here, because it looks like there might be some. And Democrats saw that evidence and said two things. One, we need to stop the person who's trying to stop the corruption. And two, let's nominate the person who's in the corruption and make him president. That's what they did right after that happened. They moved everything aside to make him the nominee. We continually watch the reaction of people on the left towards Donald Trump. And I might add in Nikki Haley. That the idea that chaos follows Donald Trump. The chaos is the number one asset that the Democrat Party has. And they're willing to use their connection to the bureaucracy that's in place to use it to their advantage. Which means they're willing to use it against you. It's not against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has said so much that he's in the way that they're after you, not him. The Democrat Party and the Democrat machine needs the chaos in order to beat him. It doesn't matter that Joe Biden, it is, it is a very worthy question of any voter to ask of themselves, can Joe Biden make it through another four years of being the president? That is a valid question. You should ask that of every person that you vote for. And when you listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez say there, yeah, a lot of people have a concern about Joe Biden. She essentially says, but that is not important. What is important is that Donald Trump, who is not a lot younger than Joe Biden, has 91 felonies charged against him. That's what matters. Don't even pay attention to the fact that it hurt. she, she uh, ends that clip with saying primaries have happened. You can't get on the ballot in other places. Joe Biden's the guy. 
It literally doesn't matter who the person on the Democratic ticket is when Donald Trump is on the Republican ticket. Nothing that Joe Biden does is going to be so egregious to people like AOC and people in the Democratic machine to say, for the sake of this country, we need to take a different direction. The only way that they go in a different direction is if it's in the sake of protecting their own power. It doesn't have to do with the country. They don't love the country more than they love the power. Maybe they love the country, but they love the power more. And that is evident over the course of the entire time that Donald Trump has been in the picture. The reason why I started talking about the impeachment process and the reason why I was talking about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the impeachment, the reason why I was going through all of that is because we have Chairman Jason Smith on the show at 125. And he is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. He was in the hearing yesterday with Tony Bobulinski. You've seen Bobulinski's interviews with Tucker. If you haven't, you need to watch them. And Bobulinski has a consistent story. His story does not change. He knows what he saw. And he is telling that story. He is out there to say and has repeatedly said that Joe Biden, without question, is the brand that Hunter was selling. And Chairman Smith, your Missouri 7th District representative in the House of Representatives will be with us at 125 to talk about what he heard, what he experienced, and to bring us into the fold of his investigation there through, the, for, through his chairmanship. Stick with us. I think I think I just heard from Leah that we might have room for a couple more dedications in the show. We're trying to do one in and out of each segment. So if you want to get a donate uh, a dedication, and you can send donations too. <laughs> if you want to get it, unaffiliated, yeah, just, it has nothing, no bearing yeah, on anything. No, no, just send us stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can come onto the Anyfy YouTube channel and tell us who you are, who you want to send it to, and the song you want to play. You can leave a little note as to why you're dedicating it the way you are as well. We'll be doing it all day. We'll be right back. All right. This one is from a longtime listener to the Annie Fry Show. You've heard us mention him before. His name is Balls. <laughs> he dedicated this song Happy to Valentine's Day, Balls. Lil Balls, or Balls Jr., however you want to put it. She's leaving for college in August, and Big Ugh. Balls says that he's a mess that she's getting ready to leave for college. So Happy Valentine's this Day. This is from... Big balls of little balls. <laughs> it's called There Goes My Life from Kenny Chesney. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good one. You think Kelly Clarkson's a big Trump fan? Uh, I don't know. I'll text <laughs> this is her. why we're not on music radio. <laughs> it's like it's like the stupidest thing you could say if you're on music radio. <laughs> like that's like you don't even get to stay for the full song of Stronger. Yeah. We're getting you out of the studio. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who has any sort of political opinion, they should just bring it up out of every single song. This is Lady Gaga. Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. Yeah, let's just make sure that the, everyone knows what segment this one is. Yeah, this is Wiggins America. Uh, this is, of course, a very romantic Wiggins America because all these stories are about Valentine's Aren't they Day. all? 
Yeah, I guess technically they're all pretty. They're all romantic. like love letters to you, <laughs> from you, from me to me. <laughs> it's a great segment for that reason. I really enjoy it, and I'm the target audience for if, this segment. So if you didn't, you'd be doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Valentine's Day spending is about to hit a new high this year: twenty-five point eight billion dollars. Is that because everybody loves each other more? Uh, That's because everything costs more. Okay, never mind. That's different. (laughs) Uh, Consumers will spend a total of $185 on average each. Does that surprise you? Yeah. It's pretty high. It also says, though, that only about 53% of consumers celebrate or indulge Valentine's Day. The YouTube live chat poll for today on the Anyfry YouTube channel. Has your opinion of Valentine's Day evolved over time? I'm interested to see your feedback all of you guys on that. So leave your comments on the Anyfry YouTube channel. We'll get to some of those in a little bit. Consider this, though, the things that people spend money on on Valentine's Day, the things you'd think of the most, jewelry, clothing, and evening out, those do top the list. But when you consider all the ways that you might spend money on Valentine's Day that you're not recognizing, we'll see if you guys do this, buying gifts for spouses and significant others. Yes, Buying gifts? Yeah. I didn't buy anything for Jared. Nothing for your spouse or significant other? We usually do. We usually do something, even if it's just we buy dinner for each other or something like that. Mm -mm. Um, The other, it says other family members is another way that people spend on each other. My kids. Your kids is part of that. Yeah. Like even if you bought Valentine's for your kids to give out at school, that would be considered Valentine's Day spending. Yeah. Which most people, if you have kids, you're doing that. Pets? Does anybody do pets Valentine's Day? Today is my dog's birthday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's always on Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So you always buy your pet a Valentine's Day slash birthday gift? No. Never. I pet her a lot and let her sit on my lap, which is like every day. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't feel special today, but she feels special every day because every she's day. a dog. She's a dog. She just is happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Just happy to be yeah. included. Yeah. The dog's never, oh, this is so thoughtful for Valentine's Day. There's like, ooh, an extra big treat today. <laughs> what about friends? You ever bought gifts for your friends or coworkers? Yeah. Brad gave us Brad. gifts today. Thanks, man. He gave, uh, he gave me these protein energy bites, which I eat whenever we have them there, and a package of peanut butter M&M's. Um, the peanut butter M&M's were a part of my wedding ceremony with my husband, our pastor. That's very romantic. It is Pastor, uh, I don't. I, I have to go back and listen to the sermon. I don't remember exactly what his point was. Um, I think it was. I think he was actually talking about doing just nice things for one another, kind of like this, where it's like if you, um, if your, if your husband likes peanut butter M and M's, which is what my husband said he liked. I said I liked Reese's Pieces. Then you know, remember to do nice things. Like remember the small things. It's not all big things. Wedding day is a big thing. And I'm All sure there's the a lot of things. I'm Goes sure. out to Annie today. Yeah, no, to uh, Jared. <laughs> oh, to Jared. Yeah. Also, Jesus. Jesus is a big thing in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure if Pastor is listening right now, he's like Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, say Jesus. Say yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I, I did a sermon at your wedding, and it was about candy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's making this big point no. about eternal life, and you're like, I remember the M M&M and M part. Yeah, I do. Uh, The next story is that Uber and Lyft drivers are set to strike uh, pretty much right now across the country. On Valentine's Day, they say, of course, that they are not making enough money, and they are striking pretty much just the middle of the day in 10 U.S. cities 
We are not among them, and it is just affecting airports. So just in case you are in Austin, Chicago, Miami, Newark, Orlando mm. right now. I've, I've Ubered from Orlando in the last 30 days. <laughs> you know what? I've never actually – I've driven Uber a thousand times. I have never Ubered as a passenger. Well, not with my own app. I think I, with a friend I have, but I've never requested it, and it makes me nervous because I'm going to have to do that in March, going to the airport. And I was I've, gonna say, I think you Ubered, you've Ubered with me before. I have, but I've never <laughs> been the one okay. to request the trip, and so yeah. I'm like, ooh, what do I do? I've never done it before. It makes me a little nervous. Just panic. I just panic and scream and hope yeah. somebody picks you up, <laughs> takes you where you want to go. It works in some <laughs> cities better than others. <laughs> Last one, FBI is warning of Valentine's Day romance scams. The FBI all across the country in specific cities, this one comes from Philadelphia, is saying that over 19,000 victims across the United States report losing more than $700 million each year to romance scams. And they say the biggest way that this is happening now... It's kind of like the bump on the show today is just like one big romance scam. <laughs> That's, <a> big, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, they say think twice before you're sharing information online because a lot of these are happening with the dating apps and things like that, they get to know you just enough that Man. you feel like you trust them, and then they ask you for something. Is that called catfishing, or is that something different? Oh, gosh, I don't know. That's one of those terms that... The only kind of catfishing I know for sure is what my husband's taught me in a trot line. That's actual tr catfishing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I know how to do. <laughs> okay, this this is more, not that. Yeah. But uh, be aware, if you're getting close to somebody online, here's what the weird thing is. They say, if they won't meet you, so if they will meet you, it's less likely that they're going to scam you than if they refuse to meet you. There you go. That makes sense. Ready? I don't know. It's up to you, dude. All right. Here's our dedication going to the top of the hour. This is a cool one. It's from Vicky to Johnny. It's her late husband. She says, this song has been their song since 1980. Aww. It's called Lady Blue. I'm not familiar with this song, but it's by Leon Russell. So this one goes out to you, Johnny, from your wife, Vicki. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 